Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous Wednesday morning. Tell you what, it feels like uh, just uh, the hump day comes around. I just feel like it's just yesterday. It was Wednesday. <laughs> Here it is, Wednesday again. It just amazes me how the days just seem to fly by anymore. It's just uh, crazy. I uh, don't understand it. I really don't. I just like when I was a kid, it just took forever for things to come around. It seems like you blink and it's Thanksgiving, Christmas, and here it is back around again and uh and all you crazy lunatics who like fall and uh <laughs> uh but uh anyway it is the first day of fall and i'm sure a lot of people are happy and got their uh, uh pumpkin spice lattes ready to go in their ugg boots and uh just tickled pink so i i hope that you are that this is, this day brings you all that you have hoped and waited for so <laughs> let's see all we got watching this morning uh, Miss Amy Oaks Turner, Tracy Little, Rusty Poss, Mike Hensley, Jennifer Honeycutt, and Angel Dixon. Appreciate all you wonderful people for tuning in and joining me this morning and trying to get our day going in the right direction. Well, let's look at our, or let's not, let's do rather our Pledge of Allegiance this morning. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Praise the Lord for this great and wonderful country that we live in. It's uh, heartbreaking to see what's going on at the border and uh, how many people are uh, dying, little kids left abandoned, and uh, it's a horrible situation down there. Uh, how they're trying to steal food and everything. It's just, it's bad. It's really bad. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's not, uh, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder if I should give my political two cents or not uh, for the devotions. I've debated that uh, time and again, whether I should or not. If that's the right way to start things. Oh, Darlene Barker. But sometimes I can't help myself. But, uh but anyway, so we'll go ahead and just jump into our devotion this morning. I'll leave my two cents worth, and as politics goes, uh, to myself this morning. But, uh, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's sometimes too easy to want to say something and go on a tangent. But we'll go, let's get on to our verse this morning. It's John chapter 3, verse 3, and it says... Uh, Jesus, of course, now I'm, I'm reading from my Bible, but I, I have the slide up. And I'm reading from English Standard Version. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You know, we look at this, this passage here this morning. It is uh, maybe one that you're quite familiar with. Uh, you know, uh, you know, if you grew up in church and uh, you know you may be very familiar with the story of Nicodemus but as I told you before don't always take for granted uh, these stories they're not simply just stories these are realities these are things that really happened this is our biblical history uh, you know I've, I've always told you I enjoy history I've, I enjoy researching my family history I love anything to do with Revolutionary War Civil War uh, you know this, this thing is just if I, for whatever reason I, I get a lot of interest in that and this is our biblical history. This is truth. You know, there's, there are those out there who think that these are just little stories that Jesus told. No, these are realities. And uh, uh, to bring about his point, 
or what he's trying to make in these different situations. And, you know, I think that for those who have grown up in the church, you've heard the story about Nicodemus or Jonah and the well or uh, Samson, these kind of things. And so you don't think much about them. Maybe it's lost its, uh, uh, I don't know, its uh, interest. I don't know, for lack of a better word. But uh, but you got to remember, there are a lot of people out there who have never entered a church, never once stood, ever stepped inside of a church at all, have no understanding. See, that was my biggest problem uh, when I, Lord, really led me into the ministry, and particularly Facebook really started getting going. Of course, before that was MySpace, but, uh, uh, you know, I grew up in a Christian school and went to Christian uh, of course, also my dad's a pastor going to church. So I took for granted for a lot of things. And so when I'd go debating individuals, or sometimes I just call it what it is, flat out arguments with individuals, I thought they were being smart alecks. I really honestly thought they were being smart alecks. I thought there's no, you know, just in general discussions, uh, you know, just something simple. I thought they were just trying to be smart alecks. And, kind of, and then I come to the realization that they. They, you know, or they'd even say it. I've never been to church. All they were doing was parroting what they've heard other people say, or, or in their circle of friends, or whatever. And I, you know, it was like, you know, you just take for granted being in the Bible Belt, uh, which don't mean much anymore because uh, we have so many people moving in from out of state, uh, and uh, it's just, you know, people just don't find church interesting. Just like uh, Brandy and I went to a yard sale one time, and uh, I, we, I was inviting somebody to a church. To our church, and I said, "Yeah, I need to go. I've never took my daughter to a church before." And I was like, "Holy cats, man! You know, it's crazy to think." So, you know, when you hear these stories, particularly with Nicodemus, you know, we don't need to just simply just brush it off. Oh, I've heard that story before. I know what that's about. But to really listen, to truly understand, you know, you look at Nicodemus, and you know, he thought of himself very highly. He thought that uh, because of his uh, physical birth uh, of Jewish ethnicity, which kind of goes back to what we were discussing in Deuteronomy, for those who have been following that teaching in Deuteronomy, they thought they were uh, they were pure. You know, they didn't want uh, those, if you were of an uh, intermixed uh, race or the Gentiles, uh, that, uh, you know, that was impure and they didn't want nothing to do with them. I know it sounds very much like a, a white supremacy kind of thing, you know, a, a, a Nazi kind of philosophy of, of pure race, but sadly, I mean, that's kind of the idea that they had. Uh, like I told you before, even the Japanese thought that they were of a pure race. That's why they, they didn't care to have kamikaze pilots and things. They were out to eliminate uh, anything that wasn't of their own race. So it's not exclusive to white. We see this happening all throughout the world, this idea of purity. And so it, not only did Nicodemus have this idea because of how he was, the way he get it out in a second, I'll pull that out here. Not only did he uh, believe that uh, he was pure because of his Jewish ethnicity, but because he was following the very letter of the law. See, that was a real problem, as we've discussed before, of the Pharisees and Sadducees following the very letter of the law. But see, they misunderstood what God was putting in place in regards to the law. Uh, that because not only was God trying to show, demonstrate grace and mercy, uh, to demonstrate uh, the, uh, to explain to them to not follow after these pagan uh, religions and false gods, uh, but they took what God had instituted and added to that all these other laws in regards to how 
working on the Sabbath and all these. I mean, you would. There's like hundreds of crazy, insane things that they had to do to keep the law, and they thought this is what they, you know that was going to gain them entrance into heaven. And so he's talking to Jesus, and it's very, very much like um, a situation about a uh, uh, the, a man. He was uh, head of a, a big school and thought very much of himself, very prominent. It was at Christmas time, and he uh, went to uh, donate money to the uh, woman with the Salvation Army. And she uh, asked him, said, are you saved? And he said, uh, possibly, or so, you know, kind of about brushed it off. She said, but she wouldn't let it go. She said, but do you, have you give a commitment to, to Jesus Christ? Have you done that? And she, he said, ma'am, I am a president of a major theo theological seminary and, and talking about his pedigrees and what all he had. And she sat there for a minute. She goes, well, it doesn't matter who you are, what you do, you can still be saved. And, uh, he, you know, he, the point is he thought too highly of himself. That maybe, you know, just because you're in a position, uh, whether it's in a seminary or a deacon or an elder, don't take for granted that they're saved. I, hey, when I go out and I, and I run into people and I say, do you go to church somewhere? And I have people say, yeah, I'm a deacon at such and such church or whatever. Or they just simply say, yes, I go to such and such church. I'll still ask them, do you know Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior? Because what your title is or just the fact that you attend church don't mean diddly squat to me. I want to know that you know have made that commitment to Christ. You know Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior. And so here, this is what Nicodemus is doing. He's talking to Jesus Christ. Here he thinks very highly of himself. But uh, but Jesus is telling him it, uh, that your your physical birth is irrelevant. That's not going to get you into heaven. It's the the spiritual birth uh, that is what's going to gain you that entrance into heaven. In fact, we can look at um, in Ephesians uh, that um, see it. Uh, I'm sure I'll script the verse that um, it is by grace through faith that you're saved, not of your own, or by your works. Of course, I'm I'm uh, not quoting it specifically. But um, that it's not of works, lest any man should boast. It is by grace through faith that we come to know Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. That we are, it's not about our flesh and blood, but of, of spirit and water. That is what, how we gain entrance into heaven, is accepting Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. That is that new birth. A, in other words, a new creation in Christ Jesus. Okay? So that, um, uh, that old us, all right, th those of us who are walking in the flesh, those who are still walking in the world, all those old things have been nailed to the cross. Past, present, and future sins have been nailed to the cross. We are a new creation, a new birth in Christ Jesus. And I think a lot of people out there who have never went to church or, or may had a pastor who never really truly explained salvation you know, it's it's all it's real easy to for you know you, you go to churches where they're spit and venom, and preaching hell and damnation, jumping on the pews, but have never really explained what salvation is or what it's all about. That's you know, if you ever get a chance, if you've ever if you haven't read the the little biblical tract my dad has written called Personal Savior, and he tells his story and his journey on uh, how he come to know Jesus Christ, his Lord and Savior, and he brought pastors in. And asked them, you know, what does it mean to be your, to be have a personal savior? And they couldn't give him a direct answer. And of course, y'all have heard many times the the uh, uh, illustration uh, in regards to a personal savior, as if you know, uh, say uh, uh, Darlene was 
wandering around in the middle of the road and she does a lot we have to go get her no, i'm joking but uh that uh you know she went around the road and she didn't see a car coming but i did and i pushed her out of the way and i got hit by that car and uh, was killed but i did that to save her life from getting killed well see that's what jesus christ did he saw that we were all headed for hell and he came to give his life personally to save us from that very real hell to take our place we deserve the beating we deserve the scourging we deserve to be nailed on the cross we deserved hell but out of god's mercy he sent his only son to save us to show us the way and once we understand that understand jesus atoning work on the cross his death burial and resurrection once we understand those things and accept jesus christ now remember it's the holy spirit who has to touch your heart and mind open your eyes and uh and it is by it's god who gives us the faith and the ability to understand once we have give our lives over to jesus christ that's when we become a new creation as i've told people many times before who are suffering from depression and and focused and zeroed in on past mistakes which is easy to do you know as i told you all many times before that's something i have to really fight because i've done a lot of crummy stupid and horrible and godless things in my life that i uh, i regret with all my heart i give in the world i could have changed and done differently and served the lord better uh, but instead i got out in the world and i just things I, I wish i could just change uh but i have to keep reminding myself and you have to keep reminding yourself that old you is gone see the devil you know he wants to keep that fresh in your head he wants hey remember what you did in 1991 you know and uh, even though it's 30 years ago uh, i can remember uh saying something very nasty to to a girl in uh, uh my third grade class that i wish i could have took back at drive city christian school at uh, uh at the airport i i remember it distinctly uh, and saying something to a girl that was really just not nice and i'm you know it's it, so it's 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 maybe it's a a an ocd thing i don't know that that uh you know uh that i to be able to to focus on something that far back that i wish that i could change not to mention the stupid things i've done when i was in college or what long before i ever went to seminary i i was majoring in everything and anything but uh what the lord was trying to call me to do but i uh, i wish i could do that see that's why we have to you know tell the old devil hey Get, behind, get thee behind me. In the name of Jesus Christ, I bow and rebuke you, Satan. Just get away from me. Because that old me has been nailed to the cross. That is no longer existing. I am a new creation. Born again. A new creation in Christ Jesus. And that's why I tell you a lot of times when I'm talking to them, would you like a brand new start? You know, as a lot of people say, man, I love that. I wish I could just have a, I could start over again. You know, wouldn't that be wonderful? I give anything. We had a reset button. You know, can I start over? I said, you can. You can have a. You can be a new creature. You can be a new creation in Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ will give you a brand new start. And all that old, all those things, all those mistakes are in the past, and you become a new creation in Christ Jesus. That's why baptism is so wonderful and symbolic of the washing the way of the old you and raising up in the newness of Christ. You are a new creation. Don't be held down. Don't be bogged down by the things of the world. Don't be bogged down by the things of your past that try to haunt you. Remember who gives you power, who gives you strength to overcome. Don't focus on the past. Don't focus on those mistakes. Don't focus on those things that you have no control over and cannot change. You know, you may have sinned royally yesterday, and you beating yourself up today will not change what you did yesterday. But to understand that we are forgiven and that we are loved and that God's not going to give up on us and all we can do is focus on today. Let 
live today the best we can and use today to serve Jesus Christ the best we can today. Don't worry about tomorrow. You know, God's Word tells that. Don't worry about tomorrow. You know, today is sufficient thereof. Be Just focus on today. And then if God grants you another day, focus on that day. That's all we can do. Take it a step at a time. Using what time we have on this earth to serve an almighty God. So don't waste time. Don't waste your life focusing on the things of the past, which I have done a lot throughout my life. That uh, is time wasted over nothing. You know, I am a avid uh, I, to do anything with time travel. You know, I love you know, I've watched Back to the Future many times, H.G. Wells' Time Machine. I've, well, of course, I like the the original, and I like the remake. Uh, you know, I, any movie dealing with time travel, I don't care if it's Ted, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. You know, it is, uh, uh, it is anything to do with time travel. I love it. I enjoy it. I've been, um, I won't say obsessed, but, you know, I've, I've looked at, uh, I like studying it, you know, uh, reading physics uh, in regards to uh, uh, Einstein's theory of relativity and the idea of going through a black hole or, or going faster than the speed of light, you know, there's, all these things factor in uh, to be able to go back in time and, uh, you know, it makes you wonder, even if you could go back in time, what would be the end result? Would, you know, God has allowed, even though it might have been his perfect will, but it was his permissive will to allow certain events to happen in our lives. And But to say, if we were to go back, how would that change us today? You wouldn't be the same person you are today. You know, I can't help but think about, if you've ever watched the movie, The Butterfly Effect. And uh, it's a really good movie, but he's he you know he's able to somehow focus and concentrate and, and push himself back in time, and he wanted to change different situations. But unfortunately, every time he did, his present became severely altered to the point at one point he was in a wheelchair where uh, an explosion had happened, and he had no longer use of his arms and legs, or he ended up in jail, or you know all these different things, or somebody he loved was killed, and you know every time he go back to try to fix that situation, it would it result be something else so even if we could go back and change it what would be the end result and how the ramifications of those changes would affect us and those around us today so if we could have a time machine you know it's probably not something we'd want to monkey around with realize that we are a new creation in christ jesus you are a new person i don't care if you've been saved for 30 years 40 years 50 years or five days you are a new creation realize what the perfect work that God is working within you. So don't be bogged down with those things that you can't control. But let us focus on the one who is in control, and that is God Almighty. Let's focus on Jesus Christ, and let us serve him in a mighty way today. So my friends, don't look down, but look up and be excited who you are as a child of God. Let us pray. Now, Father Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this good word and this teaching this morning. And uh, Lord, help us all every day to realize that we have been born again and that we are a new creation. Help us to serve you well. Let us serve you with all of our heart, soul, mind, body, and being. Let us serve you with zeal and excitement and anticipation. And Lord, for those watching and listening this morning that doesn't know you, I'm going to pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill with you, Holy Spirit. Lord, uh, I really want to pray for the family of Wendy Lee. And uh, Lord, uh, she doesn't look good for her. And uh, Lord, we know that you're in control. And whether it's on this side of heaven or on the other side, we know that she will be completely and utterly and totally healed. But Lord, I just pray that you'll give them strength and peace during this very difficult time. 
Lord, I do pray for Evelyn Smith that you bring healing upon her and that you be able to restore her breathing and heal her lungs. Uh, Lord, I do pray for Kim Penix and Ginger Hood and uh, Larry and Donna Knight. Lord, I do pray for all my wonderful friends and family that are watching this morning and that, uh, Lord, that you will watch over and protect them and keep them safe. And Lord, let them have a good, wonderful, and blessed day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. Don't forget to tune back in this evening at 7 p.m. And uh, we're going to uh, do a discussion on the rapture. Uh, one of our deacons, uh, Jerry Keller, said Sunday evening he wanted to hear a message on the rapture. I swear I still feel like uh, I just spoke on that, but he said I did. And I don't know if it's a devotion or what, but I just feel like I just... Wasn't that long ago I hit on that, but either way, we'll, uh, that's going to be our focus of discussion this evening at 7 p.m., so please be sure and tune in. But I appreciate you all, and Christy Lee Aulis, thank you, and Brandy Boyd Young, and, but I appreciate you all tuning in, and remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be on this earth, but if you're saved, we get to live as immortals eternally with Jesus Christ. So we all have a good and blessed day. Thanks for watching.